What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. And today we are talking about something that may not be sexy, child, but we gotta talk about it. We are talking about how God values obedience more than he values our sacrifice. I know, right? Okay, it's not cute. Um, We need to talk about it anyway, because you need this for your life. And I'm here to get your life, sis. Okay. So let's talk about um, just how this came about. So in my study time, um, I was actually reading another book of the Bible and God had told me that my obedience means more to him than the sacrifices that I make. And I feel like a lot of times sacrifice, we talk about, well, I did this and I gave up this and you know, I went to Africa for 12 months and fed the homeless and served in the mission. Yeah, that's great unless God told you to do something else and you're being disobedient because at that point then it just doesn't matter um and I really had to dig deep into this and kind of take things piece by piece and so here we are I'm about to share with y'all um you know the differences between obedience and sacrifice and as well as four I have four points today Um, that are backed up by scripture that we're going to talk about in regards to disobedience. And can I just say that delayed obedience is disobedience? Um, I don't know if y'all have a mama like mine, but when she told me to do something, she wanted me to do it right now. Not later. Not when it's convenient. She said, do it. It needs to get done. And God is our parent. God is our father. So in that same way that we regard our parents here on earth, that's the same way we need to regard God, right? And so when you do something other than, right? So let's go back to like, you went and you served in the missions in Africa. Um, if my mom told me to clean up my room and I went downstairs and cleaned the kitchen and she walked in my room and my room was still dirty. And I was like, but I cleaned the kitchen though. That's not what I told you to do. (laughs) 
I didn't tell you to clean the kitchen. I told you to clean your room. You need to listen to instructions. And so I feel like God is just really urging a lot of us to listen to instructions. Follow his instructions. Don't ask him to speak to you. God, give me a word. Speak to me. And then he tell you to do something and you don't do it. What? That'll make no sense. So let's talk about this. We're going to dive in deep, chat. So let's talk about what sacrifice is. And so I had to really, you know, go and look up what this means. Um, and just, I, I really like to, when I study, take things piece by piece and really get um, the whole story and get my own understanding. And so I really encourage you guys to do your own understanding. And I will put the scriptures um, for my points in our show notes. Um, and you guys will be able to go back and study for yourself. I'm a big believer in like, don't just take my word for it. I want you guys to go back and read the scriptures and study for yourself and see what revelation God gives you. And this is with just listening to anybody, right? So when you are watching a pastor, you're at church, that's cool. But whatever scriptures or whatever concept God is pulling on your heart for you to spend time with him in that area, you need to be obedient and you need to study for yourself right? If you had a test in school, you wouldn't just rely on what your friend told you was on the study guide. You're going to get the study guide, you're going to get the book, and you're going to go sit down and study for yourself because you have to take the test yourself. And that's the same thing with life. You have to take the test yourself, sis. This is not anything that I can do for you. Even though I want to help guide you and lead you, you still have to study your word for yourself. You still have to spend time with God because it's about a relationship and not religion. And it's a whole nother topic that we're going to talk about. But today we're talking about obedience and sacrifice, Joe. So let's define sacrifice. So sacrifice is the destruction or surrender of something for the sake of something else. So um, back before the grace of Jesus, amen, um, we, excuse me, we used to have to sacrifice things, animals, um, to become right with God, to atone for our sins. And we no longer have to do that because Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Hallelujah. Yes, God. So, um, so if you are surrendering something or destroying something for the sake of something else, or if you suffer a loss, you renounce, you injure or destroy something for an ideal or a belief. Um, and so a lot of times people think that sacrifice is, you know, withholding something, um, from yourself. And in some terms, it can that can be a sacrifice um, when we fast. But for me, I feel like this really gave me an idea of what a sacrifice is. And sometimes some of the things I think are sacrifices may not necessarily be. Okay? Now let's talk about being obedient. So obedience is to be submissive to a restraint, to the restraint or command of authority. Um, and then I had to look up the word submit because I know that that word is just very not sexy. Ain't nobody about to tell me what to do. Sis, no matter what you are doing, somebody, you are submitting to something. You, you can submit to Instagram. You can submit to the city girls. You can submit to the boy you messing with, child. You're always submitting to something. Your bad habits 
are you submitting to your flesh? Oh, it's just the way I am. Nah, boo. Don't claim that over your life. You can be different. It's just not easy, right? So don't be afraid of submission and make sure that you're submitting to the right things. And we'll talk about that too. So I looked at the term submission and it just means to yield to governance or an authority. So when you make sure you wear your seatbelt and you're going the speed limit, you are submitting to the law, right? Um, to surrender, to accept an opinion or authority of another. I'm going to accept the opinion of God and his authority in my life. And so I submit my life to Christ. And that's all that means. It's like, you know what, God? You, you've been doing this. Um, I've been doing this. By myself, I got saved when I was 25. Like, really, really saved. I always knew God, but really saved. Um, I've been trying to do my life by myself for the last 25 years. And quite frankly, I've been trash at it. And so, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just go ahead, do what you say. Um, I need to get to know you. You already know me. You knew me. Because you made me. Uh, yeah. So, here we are. <laughs> um, and so, we're talking about... Um, submitting my life. And so that just means that I take God's authority into everything and his consideration into everything that I do. So even though I may want to say some things out of my mouth to you, I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to pray. Um, sometimes that is hard. Sometimes I really have some things that I want to say out here in, in my flesh. My flesh be out here. Like she be out here trying to no, if you but okay, like she like, tuh, tuh. <laughs> and so I just submit myself to God's authority. There have been times where God's like, "Don't you say that? Shut up! Stop talking!" Nothing. <gasps> okay, Jesus, I ain't gonna say nothing else. I'm gonna just walk away because you about to meet you about to meet somebody like Charlotte, pre-Jesus Charlotte. That's not okay. And anybody that can drag you outside of your godly character or that you give permission to drag outside of your godly character because we have to we have to have a level of self-control. If there is somebody that triggers you like that, just don't be around them until you can build your faith in the Lord and you know that you can put boundaries up. Okay? All right, y'all. So let's get into it. So today we're going to be talking about our boy Moses, right? And so if you don't know the story of Moses, again, I encourage you to read it for yourself. Find out who he is. But he was an amazing man of God. Um, and God used Moses to free the children of Israel from Egypt. And so um, there were, it's a really, you know, a series of things um, that had occurred, but you know, he had the staff and the Red Sea parted and he led them out of Egypt and out of slavery. And then they got over into the wilderness, right? A lot of times people quit reading after the point where like, oh yeah, we freed the slaves, right? Like we watched the Prince of Egypt and like all these other movies and they don't talk about what happened after. <laughs> they don't talk about what happened after the fact. So we are going to be um, talking about Moses and how Moses, his disobedience, he did all these great things, right? But his disobedience still costs him after he freed the children um, in Egypt. 
and his disobedience almost got him killed. K K I L T died. <laughs> uh, he almost was killed before he even got to his purpose, before he even got to that place um, because of his disobedience. And so it is really important that you are obedient to what God says instead of doing your own level of sacrifice. He cares about your obedience more because he knows that you are listening to him and you'll follow his instructions. <clears throat> and so we're going to talk about that. Okay, so disobedience is sinful. So this is our point number one. Disobedience is sinful and there are repercussions. So partly following or half doing or adding your own input on what God has told you to do, it's, it's still disobedience, sis. Okay, it's still disobedience. If your mama told you to do something and you half did it, I don't know how many times my dad would like, if you would have just did it the way I told you to the first time, then X, Y, and Z consequence wouldn't be happening. Right? And so if you tell your kids to do something, if you guys have kids and they only partly do it, or you say, I didn't tell you to do all that. You added in extra stuff. I just told you to wash the dishes. You done washed the dishes and rearranged my whole kitchen set and reorganized. I didn't tell you to do all that. I just asked you to wash the dishes. It's still disobedience. It's still a problem. And so we are going to talk about, um, we're going to be in the book of Numbers for this point. Numbers 20. And we are going to look at how disobedience is still sinful and there are repercussions. God gives us grace, but there are always consequences for our actions. And I'm going to talk about that in another um, podcast because grace does not mean that it is void or there is no consequence behind what you did, right? Grace means that God will still keep you even though we are here being raggedy and he is great for that. All right, so let's go to Numbers 20, verse 7. I'm reading from the New Living Translation Bible. Um, you can read whichever version you would like. But we're here, and Moses is mad because he, once he freed the slaves from Egypt, they were wilding. Like, ah, oh, we don't have no food or no water. You brought us out here to die, right? So they were even asking to go back into slavery. You should have left us in Egypt. At least we knew where our, our food was coming from. Now Moses did all this work with the Lord. And y'all out here complaining. Oh, okay. I would see, I uh, thank God for Jesus because if I was Moses, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'd have been like, you know what? Y'all can stay here. Um, so Moses is upset. Um, they need water. And he is really upset because these people are complaining. And um, it he goes and seeks God on behalf of the people to get water. Um, and so actually I'm going to start in Numbers 20 verse 2. So there was no water for the people to drink at that place. So they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. Aaron is Moses' brother and whom um, helped God used him to help Moses lead the people out of Egypt. The people blamed Moses and said, if 
only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers. Why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into the wilderness to die along with our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land has no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates, and no water to drink. Let's pause right there. If God brings you out of something terrible, they were enslaved, enslaved, enslaved. Now they're complaining about being free because they don't know where certain provisions are coming from. That will preach all by itself. Do not subject yourself to continue to be in a bad situation because you think it's better and you don't know what's going to happen on the other side. You have to trust God. Free, like if God frees you from something, please don't go back. That is so ridiculous. If God frees you from a bad habit, don't start doing it again, sis. We've been here. We've been to this place. You want to continue to progress. And we're not looking for perfection. We're looking to continue to progress. Like, you know what? I'm going to pass this test so I don't have to take it again. Okay, so verse 6. Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down to the ground. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, you and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So in verse seven and eight, God has given Moses instructions. So let's listen to the instructions again. You and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. Now, Let's see what our brother Moses did. So we have our instructions. Okay. Go over there. Get the people. Talk to the rock. Water. I'm God. Bing, bang, boom. Moses did as he was told. Verse 9. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. And then he and Aaron summons the people to gather around the rock. This is where things kind of go left. Moses turns around and cusses these people out. Listen, you rebels. Must we bring you water from this rock? Listen, you rebels is like, for, in that times, he was like, first of all, you bleepity bleep bleeps. Listen here, you little, <laughs> right? Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with the staff and water gushed out so the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. Moses did not follow the instructions of the Lord. Moses that went out here, cussed these people out, took credit. Must we, me and Aaron, must we bring you water? Took credit for something that God was going to do. Then took the staff and hit the rock and the staff was a representation of God's presence which is why it was in the tabernacle or in the church um with God God used that to prove to to Moses that he was who he was um back when he went to free the slaves from Egypt he takes the rock 
hits the like hits the rock with the staff, and water still comes out. God still stands true to his promise. The people still are no longer thirsty. But now we have a problem because I gave you instructions and you disobeyed me. So here's the consequence. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them. The whole point, the the whole point of getting out of Egypt was to go to the promised land. Um, Moses did all this work. He was listening to these raggedy people complain. And now he done messed around. And now he's going to miss out on his blessing. Watch who is around you. Don't allow the people around you to get you to get you snatched up out of your blessing. Okay? That has nothing to do with disobedience. But it's important. So now this place will be known as Meribah, which means arguing, because there are people of Israel argued with the Lord, and there he demonstrated his holiness among them. Wow. Moses then did all this work. Okay. They were in the they were in they were in the promise in the uh, wilderness for 40 years because of their mouths, which we'll talk about. Um, and now because Moses did not follow his instructions, the, the result was the same. God's goodness is the same. Water flowed regardless. God's going to do what he says he's going to do. But because you were disobedient, now there are consequences. Now the thing that you've been working so hard for, you're not going to go. You will not step foot into the land that I promised them because you want to do what you want to do. I'm going to make sure y'all going to drink this stuff. It's, it's cool. I'm God. I got this. <laughs> I'm going to be holy because God cannot act outside of his character. God is holy. So his holiness is still going to be there whether you get to go to the promised land or not. Because you took instructions and did what you wanted to do. Did what your flesh wanted you to do because you were upset. Don't allow your disobedience to leave you with consequences that you're not willing to pay with. If Moses had known that he wasn't going to be able to go into the promised land because he got mad, fussed at the people, and hit the rock, that one act of disobedience cost him way more than he was willing to pay. Way more than he was willing to pay. So we have three more points. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no 
minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. And we are back. We back. Mm. Okay. So our next point, um, we're talking about the four points about um, how disobedience will cost you, right? And so obedience is better than sacrifice. And we're talking about the things that disobedience will cost you. So we've already talked about how disobedience is sinful and will have consequences that you may not be willing to pay. Disobedience is also deadly. Huh? So let's go back to Exodus. Um, and this is before Moses even gets to Egypt. So in Exodus 4, 24. So in this, um, we're just looking at where Moses is on his way to Egypt. He has his wife. And his kids and he is out here okay so on he's got his instructions from the Lord we are on our way okay come on Pominos. everybody let's go I don't know why Dora popped in my head but I told y'all shenanigans okay so they are on their way to Egypt and so Exodus 4 24 says on the way to Egypt at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. Yes. God was about to kill Moses. Oh, the same Moses he just told to go and free to sleep? Yes. He was about to be died. Do you hear me? But Moses' wife, Zipporah, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet, Moses' feet, with the foreskin and said, Now you are the bridegroom of blood to me. When she said a bridegroom of blood, she was referring to the circumcision. After that, the Lord left him alone. What? what? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm like reading next to this, like, do, 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 do. Wait, he was about to kill. He just told him to go. Oh, Lord. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I missed something. I had to miss something. Because the scripture before is like, I commanded you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn son. This is what God told Moses to tell Egypt. I'm like, okay, we about to be out here. Okay? Put your hand where your fist at for the Lord. We about to let some people go. And then it was like, ah, oh, and Lord, the Lord was about to kill him. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? <laughs> well, how do we go from... You giving me instructions to me about to die. He was disobedient. And I had to do some digging. So, if we go back to Genesis 17, there was a promise, or there were instructions that God gave to the descendants of Abraham. So, Genesis 17 and 9, we're going to start there. The mark of the covenant. Then God said to Abraham, Abraham, your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all of your descendants will have this continual responsibility. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you 
must be circumcised. You must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of a covenant between me and you. From generation to generation, every male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This applies not only to the members of your family, but also to the servants born in your household and the foreign-born servants from whom you've purchased. All must be circumcised. Your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Any male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. So God gave these instructions to the descendants of Abraham. And Moses was a descendant of Abraham. What happened was his wife and him did not agree on the circumcision. And there's no real literature, but this is what I've gotten from my quiet time with God and my reading and digging into the scripture for myself. Him and his wife clearly did not agree, right? Because afterwards she was mad that she had to do it. Um, they did not agree on it. And so for whatever reason, Moses did not follow the instructions. And because of that, he almost died. Which means that <clears throat> Moses almost wasn't the person leading the people out of Egypt. Like you're about somebody that you've yoked yourself to or become connected to your wife. Because you two cannot agree on something that God has told you to do. And you did not take your rightful stance as the man of the house and say, hey, look, this is something that God has told me to do. And so, you know, we're going to have to agree to disagree, but this is what we're going to have to do. Right. This is why this is why this stuff matters. This is something that God told me to do. It almost cost him his life. And sis knew it. Clearly, they had been arguing about it because the second that it seemed like he was about to die, she immediately went and circumcised him. So y'all been beefing about this. Like, y'all have been had this conversation, sis, and you just was out here holding him up. And then God was like, oh, you thought it was a game. I will kill him. <laughs> you thought it was a game. My covenant is for real. God is graceful. God is good. God is not to be played with. Don't play with the Lord. Don't take his grace for a game. Don't mock him. He is still God all by himself. All by himself. So disobedience can be deadly. How many times has your mama told you not to do something and you hurt yourself? Don't be jumping on that bed. Don't be jumping on that bed. I was jumping on the bed and guess what happened? Hmm? Hmm? Hit my head on dad's on headboard and had to go get stitches. Now, I didn't die, but there was unnecessarily, unnecessary bodily harm done because I was being disobedient. So disobedience can be deadly. Disobedience can, can be physically harmful to you. Hmm. Y'all better think on that stuff, child. All right. Disobedience makes God, makes God angry. Um, so we're back in Exodus 4, and God is telling, um, showing himself to Moses, and he's showing him his power. God's showing Moses his power. And we're going to start in um, Exodus 4, where God is showing him with the staff. Or let's just start in Exodus, Exodus 4 and 1. 
But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me talking about the king of Egypt? What if they say the Lord has never appeared to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down to the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. So Moses got an instruction. He followed the instruction. God showed himself, right? And we're going to see the cycle. Then the Lord's then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside of your cloak. So Moses puts his hand inside of his cloak. And when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses puts his hand back into the cloak. And when he pulls it out again, his hand was as healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out onto the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn into blood on the ground. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I am not very good with words. I have never been. And now I am I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. Moses had a stuttering problem, he, stuttering problem, right? So then the Lord said to Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether a person is to speak or not speak, to hear or do not hear, to see or not to see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, instructions. He's like, I make all of that. I don't need you. Stop telling God what you can't do and what you don't have. If he told you to do something, clearly he gonna make a way, child, okay? I was like, God, I'm not trying to do no podcast, but I'm gonna do it because you said so. I'm not gonna worry about all the ins and outs and all the details. You said to do something, I'm going to do it. You tell me to talk about a thing, I'm gonna talk about it. I don't need a title. Adam, you told me to talk about and share my notes about disobedience and to do it. And even though I was like, oh, but I want to talk about it. No, 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 no. That's not what I asked you to talk about. I said, talk about disobedience. All right, sir. I'm going to do what you said. So he gets the instructions. Now go. I will be with you as you speak. And I will instruct you, instruct you on what to say. Now, up until this point, Moses was just asking God questions. What if they don't believe me? And God was very gracious. Okay, if they don't believe you, do this. And if they don't believe you again, do this. So it's okay for you to question and ask questions about what God is um, telling you to do. So don't feel like you can't have a conversation with God. If you need clarity, God, I need clarity. I know you told me to do this, but what does this look like? And what do I do if this occurs? And he will give you answers. He will give you clarity. But then he gave Moses instructions and he said, now go. And then once he did that, Moses, but Moses pleaded again, Lord, please send anyone else. Then 
the Lord became angry with Moses. It was all good up until that point. Okay, so like I said, Moses was getting clarity, asking questions, but he was also following the instructions of God. Put your hand in your cloak, take your hand out the cloak, drop the staff, pick up the staff, right? So he was being obedient. Then when God said, now go, buddy should have got the stepping, okay? <laughs> and he did not. And so God became angry. But even in that, God still was gracious enough that he said, you know what? I'm going to send your brother Aaron with you and, you know, he will speak. I'll send Aaron with you because you just ain't about to let this go, <laughs> right? Um, and so God is so good for that reason that he still, even though he was angry, he still supplied. So he said, so the Lord became angry. All right. What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both on what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I have shown you. Dang. He's still good. All right, you don't make me mad. But here, here's what I'm going to do. Cause, <laughs> because I've got it, I'm great. Um, he still supplied a need. He still supplied a resource um, and still met a need that Moses had, even in his disobedience. And so God is just so faithful and so sovereign. Um... And my last point is disobedience will cause disorder and strife. And so we're back to the story in Exodus with Zipporah, Moses' wife, and Moses and the circumcision. Moses was disobedient, and so it called for his wife to do something that he was supposed to. God is a God of order. And a lot of people may not like that, but he is very orderly. And it's really not about what you like because we're submitting to God in his ways. God is a God of order. Moses was supposed to circumcise his son. He didn't, then his wife had to, and then she was mad that she had to, and so it caused strife and discord in their home. Now I will see you as the bridegroom of blood. That was not, that was not a term of endearment. She was mad that she had to do it. She didn't want it to be done at all, and then she ended up being the one who had to do it, because he over here half dead, because he didn't follow instructions. Wow. Don't allow disobedience to interrupt your happy home. Do things orderly. Do, the th do things in a way in which you know that God has called you to do them. Take this, you know, these points and study them. What is the last thing God called you to do? And the things that God has called you to do, are you doing them in order, in an orderly way? God is never going to tell you to do something that's going to cause strife. Let me say this because I feel like this just dropped in my spirit. Sis, if you are single, stop praying for somebody else's husband. Like, oh God, I know he married to such and such, but that's my husband. Ah, ah. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
that is not your husband. God don't work that way. God is not going to separate a husband and a wife so you can have the husband. That is messy. And that is the devil. Run. That is not your husband. Not your husband. He God does not work in a way. He's not going to bless you with something that's going to cause strife to somebody else. That's not how this works. That's not who he is, right? And so don't do that. It's Just don't do it. Don't do it. It's not, it's, it's a trick of the devil. Please don't do that, sis. That is not for your life. I don't know who needed that, but here we are. So value, God values our obedience, man. And I just wanted to really share those points with y'all. Um, make sure that you're being obedient. We oftentimes ask God, like, God, show me my purpose. Show me my purpose. Then he shows you what he wants you to do. And you're like, um... But you know I have a stuttering problem, right? God does not care about that. <laughs> he created you. He said, who do you think, who makes mouths? Me. Who tells you to speak and not to speak? To hear or not to hear? Me. So when God gives you instructions, it don't matter how crazy it sounds, right? I don't know how many people are going to listen to this podcast right now. As of today, the number is zero people have listened. And I'm still being faithful and doing what God told me to do. And that's just how it works. You don't have to be perfect to be used by God. He wants you and all your mess and all the things that you've been through. He wants to use those things. And we're going to talk about that next week. That you don't have to be perfect to be used. The only perfect vessel that God ever had was Jesus. Everybody else was a hot mess city. If you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it to you. Matter of fact, Moses, first of all, was like not even, he wasn't an Egyptian, but grew up in the Egyptian palace. So he was kind of like a little half breed living in the palace, didn't belong, literally did not belong, but was put there. Then he didn't quite fit in with the slaves because he came over there. He was like, hey, y'all, you know, I'm really a Hebrew. They was like, get your Egyptian butt out our face. And then he saw one of the Egyptian um slave masters like beating up um a hebrew man and he killed the egyptian slave master and then ran away from egypt moses was a murderer before he got used by god he killed somebody now i'm not telling you to go kill nobody please don't do that yeah come on but even though he was a murderer god still used him to free the people of israel from the place that he ran away from years ago. Moses had a stuttering problem and he still used him. He was a murderer, he still used him. Clearly he had a temper, he out here cussing people out and hitting rocks with staffs. He still used him. God will use you even though you don't have to be perfect. Allow God to use you. Do whatever he said. Don't allow disobedience to cost you more than you're willing to pay. I, I. All right, guys. So that wraps up our episode for today. I love y'all. God bless you. I will see y'all next week, sis. Yes. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.